Welcome to Write on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. Welcome back to Right on Track. I am so excited because today I am joined by one of the sweetest and most talented singer-songwriters I know, Joey Clarkson. Hey, how are you doing? Thank you. That's a lovely intro. <laughs> you're welcome. I, I'm so happy you're here and I'm doing great. Um, after I was on your episode of My First Song Monday, I had the absolute most fun. So I knew I had to have you on the podcast. Oh, that was too much fun. I really enjoyed having you on our on our little podcast wannabe, I'll say, because it's not quite a podcast yet, but it will be hopefully. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited you're here. And today we're going to be talking all about the reality of being an independent artist, which is a very big topic that we're going to dive into. We have so much to talk about. But before we do that, would you like to share a little bit about yourself and your musical journey? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as as you said, I am an independent singer-songwriter. I am uh, 30... Am I 32? Am I 31? I don't even know this year. I'm, I'm in my 30s, let's just say that. And I've been doing this uh, professionally for, well, the better part of half of my life, um, but taking it really seriously in the past 10 years and really honing in on learning more about the business behind the music. And uh, in my spare time, I also make YouTube videos about being an independent an artist and kind of navigating that space from a sustainably self-employed position. So this is this topic is my passion. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew you were perfect for it because like you said, you've been doing this much longer than I have. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have a lot of great insights and some inspiration to share. So I'm super excited to dive into this. And to start, would you like to read a quote by Lauv? Yes, I would. So this is a great quote. I'll jump into it and hopefully won't trip over my words. Words. Oh, man, I already started. There we go. (laughs) If you decide you want your life to be about music, you just have to decide that you will not give up ever. Everything else will change a million times, go up and down. But no matter what, you will continue on your journey. Accept that you have no control of anything except for your actions. It is always a journey. I love that quote. That's such a good one. It really is. And two things specifically that he says that jump out at me is that you should never, ever give up. And also that it's a journey. Because I feel like for an independent artist, we face so much, we have to do so much. And sometimes it's hard to keep pushing through that and having the mindset of never giving up and that it is a journey that we're on is kind of something that I try to remind myself a lot. Oh, absolutely. And I think also the the one thing that really jumped out at me in that quote was the accept that you have no control of anything except your actions. And I think people forget that. I think that people put a lot of focus and energy in all aspects of their life, not just when you're a singer songwriter, but a lot of energy into the, the, the things that we don't have control over. But at the end of the day, the only thing we can control is our reaction and how we react and uh, 
and act upon decisions. So I think that's really important too and very, very relevant to what we're talking about today. Exactly. So before we dive into the challenges, I want to start off with the positives of being an independent artist because there's so much talk about the struggles, but there are some pros of it. And speaking of control, we have control over everything that we do and as a songwriter myself and i'm sure you feel the same way having that control and being able to make the decisions for yourself and all your creativity and inspiration that flows from you you have complete control over that and how do you feel about that aspect of being an independent artist well, I've had throughout my journey, um, I've been signed to like smaller labels before, and this is the first time in my life that I've been fully independent of a label and releasing my own music as an independent artist. So I feel like I can talk a lot about the positives of this. Um, of course, as you said, we'll get to some of the negatives later, but uh, the control aspect of it, that was my primary reason for wanting to be independent. And it came down to wanting to release what was in my heart and soul rather than... Um, releasing music from a marketing standpoint, which is something I also enjoy doing. But I did just want to have the control and the ability to make decisions without having to consult a team of people and ask permission. And I think that that is, uh, it's such a, a huge part of being an independent artist and something that I don't think I'm really willing to give up. So <laughs> I think it's it's a great, great aspect of being independent. It definitely is a great aspect of it, and it's my favorite part as well, because though there are many challenges, I still know that I have complete control over my art, and that the person that I am portraying online and to my fans, that that's me, and there's no team or there's no label trying to dictate my persona to anybody, and I think that's really important from not only the artistic standpoint with the creativity and the music but also the content that I put out and the person I am online is truly 100% me and nobody can take that away either. No I think that's that is very important and like you know me I'm all about honesty with your audience online I think that's one of the most important things that you have to do as an artist you have to be honest with your audience especially as a songwriter um, so I completely agree with you on that front. So you said you were signed to some smaller independent labels, which I didn't know. So can you share a little bit about that experience and maybe some downfalls from that that convinced you that independent was the way you wanted to go? Well, I wouldn't say that. So I said that there were going to be some negative things to talk about. This, My experiences with the labels that I've worked with have been predominantly positive for sure. Um I like to look at them as relationships that were there to serve a purpose and um, every relationship has a, has a lifespan and it wasn't necessarily that they were bad situations, it was just that we weren't right for each other after a certain amount of time. So I learned a lot from them. Uh, but one of the hardest things and one of the reasons I went independent from the smaller label I was most recently working with, which was 37 Records out of Los Angeles, was I found that there was just too much distance between us physically and I really wanted to release my album The Year That Never Happened with a certain sonic quality to it that was not commercial and looking at that album from a commercial standpoint it's it's not built to to sell if that makes sense it's built to be a 
a mark of an emotional time in my life. It was a very personal project to me, and I wanted to release it in that way. And they had a very different vision for how they wanted my career as a performer to go. And both paths, there's nothing wrong with either path, but one path wasn't my path um, emotionally and what my heart wanted to do. And so we had a very amicable split, which is great. We're all still friends. Um, we still do talk. We send emails back and forth. So it really was a great experience, and there's no negativity towards... Towards 37 Records, um, I actually, I love them, and I would still go to to anybody on that team for advice if I, if I needed advice in the industry. So it was a positive experience, but I definitely left because I wanted to have control. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate you sharing that. And one thing that stood out to me that you said was how the vision for this album was very emotional, was from your heart and not necessarily commercial. And something I've noticed in independent artists especially is the freedom of writing and releasing whatever music they want. Like me, for example, I do both pop and country. If I was with a label, they wouldn't let me drop a pop song and then a country song and then another pop ballad. Like that's not how it goes. Like they want it to be very like clear of the genre and who you are and I feel like we have that freedom to explore and whatever our heart is telling us and whatever we want to get into our music with emotionally we're able to do that and portray that in whichever way we want to oh I totally totally agree and at the end of the day like you just got to be able to look back and think I was happy the whole time I did everything that I wanted to do that it within reason, obviously, like make the choices that will have a positive effect on your life and will not have a negative effect on other people's lives. But at the end of the day, you do want to look back and think I was happy. I did everything in my power to make myself happy. And um, I didn't sacrifice the quality of what I wanted to put out for anybody. Uh, eliminating the what ifs. Exactly. Yeah. And you also touched on relationships a little bit too, saying that you still have a good relationship with your previous label. And I think like speaking about relationships in general, as independent artists, it's so important for us to build strong and genuine relationships, especially when we get into networking and trying to get press and all of those things. It's so important to make it a point to you know communicate with people and make them feel like they're a part of your journey going back to what Lav said it is a journey and not being just somebody reaching out and saying hey can you add my song to your playlist or can you play my song in the radio and give me an interview like there's so many independent artists that do that and I think that focusing on relationships and making them meaningful is really important to taking steps further Absolutely. Absolutely agree. There is definitely, I, I would say there's no right way to do it, but there is definitely a wrong way to do it. And I think a lot of people have learned the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking about relationships, have you had any situations as an independent artist where somebody wanted to connect with you and didn't kind of give that equal energy that you're putting out? I think that there's been, yeah, there's been a few times. I usually have a pretty good judge of character. Like when I was growing up before, before I started doing like music as a profession, when it was just like a, a passion project, um, back when I was a kid, we were always the house that like invited everybody over. There was never any seclusion. It was like never a small group of friends. Like if somebody wanted to be friends 
with us, then they would just be a part of, of hanging out. We would invite anybody over to come hang out with us. Uh, so it was always very open and welcome. And through that, you definitely meet the people who don't reciprocate the offer or who treat other people in a certain way. And you start to notice how people behave. And I think that throughout the, my experience in the music industry, I've been very hyper aware of that as well, because I try and take that into the music scenario as well, just with open arms. And I don't ever want to be considered a gatekeeper for something. I, if somebody needs something and they ask for it, I want to be able to give it to them and freely give it to them without any expectations. Uh, but with that said, obviously you encounter some people where you, you notice that sometimes the take is there but the give isn't. And you notice that it's similar with other relationships in the industry because the industry is small and they're kind of, for lack of better description social climbers and so they will socially climb and they'll take the opportunities but not necessarily create the opportunities and um i am a firm believer with my friend laura jenkins like the the music system isn't an ecosystem you can't just take from it you have to give back to it you have to create opportunities for other people and um let it naturally flow and i think that yeah, to answer in a very long-winded answer, yes, I, I have yeah. noticed that there have been a few people <laughs> like that. And generally speaking, I just try and distance myself. You know, I'll give everybody like two or three, two or three shots at a at a positive working relationship. And you know, if if behavior continues after two or three times, I kind of just there's there's more there's so many artists out there that that I can be spending my time with that are you know better at being uh, giving. That, that sentence didn't make sense, but I think you all understood what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that definitely made sense. And I think you and I are a great example because I, I met you through Linda, our fave from Voice of a Woman. Love her. Um, so I she kind Linda. of <laughs> she kind of connected us. Yeah, she's the greatest. And so after I was on your YouTube series, like I was like, oh, I need to have her on my podcast. And that's just like, like I didn't take your opportunity or the opportunity of being on my first song Monday as like solely for my gain like I was like oh like I, I've never gotten to speak with Joey before I've seen you online and you seem super awesome but that was the first time I got to actually communicate with you and then I was like oh she's super cool like why don't I have her on mine and like that's like the kind of people like I, I want to be involved with people who are nice and encouraging and help each other out because as independent artists if you try to put somebody else down or not support other artists you're not gonna get anywhere because like we're all trying to grow and finding supportive friends and fellow artists to help you do that is really important absolutely absolutely so now let's move into some of the challenges and I don't know about you but when I decided I wanted to pursue songwriting my main focus at first was just on the music like writing good songs recording them releasing them and I honestly like didn't really know what I was getting myself into because I didn't know like anything about the industry at first and then I was like well why isn't anybody listening to my songs why am I not getting interviews and then I'm like oh wait I don't have a team I have to do it all myself and that was like a really big slap across the face honestly at first because I like wasn't expecting that but how did you approach it? Like, did you know 100% like getting into the music industry that you would have to really do it all as an independent artist? Or was that kind of out of left field for you too? Um, I think I was I was pretty aware with it because when I started growing up, I had a, I was surrounded by a lot of arts growing up. So I knew I knew the work involved. And 
as mentioned uh, previously with the with working with the smaller labels, I think the one thing that I didn't like about the label was I felt like I I wasn't able to be in control. I'm a I'm just a bit of a control freak. Like if I have an idea, I want to act on it. And um, I used to have a huge passion for throwing events and like mini music festivals and fundraising for disaster relief, like doing big shows for disaster relief when I was like 15, 16. So I started out like hyper aware of what what the music business involved and also what being like an event promoter involved. And I think when I ventured into doing music, naturally, I was just able to merge those two passions because I really do have a passion for that as well as a passion for social media and connecting with people. Um, So I was prepared for it in the sense that I knew what I would have to do. But I'm also optimistic with how much time things take. (laughs) So so I think the one thing that really hit me was not necessarily um, whether or not I would have to do all of those pieces myself, but uh, it was definitely how much energy and time all of those pieces took and how much energy and time I have to actually give and still maintain a normal life and and have happiness and, you know, sleep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah well you're definitely more prepared than I was <laughs> because like I feel like when I, I started songwriting when I was in college and like I was like starting to record and wanted to put out music but I was like I'm double majoring I do not have the time to manage myself right now and that was something that I noticed then which is why I kind of put it off until 2019 when I released my first single but I think it's it's constant doing. And you said, like, you weren't really prepared for the time it takes. Like, literally, like, I woke up this morning, I sent emails for an hour and a half, then set the Zoom up for this. And now after this, I have to, like, send more emails and get my email list set up to send out, like, for my newsletter. And it's there's so much. But do you have any tips of managing that? Oh, oh yes. My I think the the tip that I've learned this year is that no matter how much you manage to pack into a day, there will always be more that you can do. And I think that's really important to remember because that sounds negative, but actually what I want to instill in people is that you have to give yourself a break. You have to give yourself a time where you switch off regular work hours. And for you, that could be working nine till three, that could be working nine till five. But at some point, you have to give yourself some boundaries and limits within your work. Because no matter how much you do, if you send 10 extra emails or, oh, I've got just enough time to send 20 extra emails, no matter what, there's always going to be something else that you can also do after that. And you'll be more productive if you can give yourself the rest that your body needs when it needs it so that you can do that job tomorrow. So I guess just setting boundaries for yourself, it is a, it's hard. (laughs) And sometimes at the end of the day, you look back and you're like, wow, what did I do today? I just, I just sent emails. That's all I did today. (laughs) And it feels like, you know, when somebody else asks you how your day was and you're like, uh, I don't even know where my day went. Like, um, you know, like you do need to take time for yourself and just make sure you're you're staying on top of your physical and mental health with that time and not shame yourself. Like if your method of checking out and relaxing after work is binge watching Netflix shows, I mean, society has taught us that that is something we should be ashamed of. But honestly, if that is your relaxation from work and it allows you to recharge, then don't shame yourself for it. 
that's incredible advice that I'm literally going to take because I learned the hard way, like, in March. Like, I, that was the first time I really got interviews and anything for my music because I didn't have the confidence before that to try. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to put an interview every day of this week and then I have to, like, do live shows and, like, stuff. Like, I completely booked myself in March and I had a big deadline for grad school in March. And I honestly, like, after LA release week, like, I started to feel, like, sick. Like, I, like, was so tired. I couldn't function. I couldn't write for school. I was getting behind on my homework which is not me and I think that made me really like realize that even though I'm starting to kind of get more things than usual in the industry that I still need to kind of put my mental health and physical health first because I definitely didn't I did not do that in March at all and it I I faced the consequences so Oh, absolutely. It's I think it's one of the hardest lessons we learn because we all like, especially as creatives, we're like, oh, what if that next email is is the one to make the difference? Like and but but you also you just have to think like what's 12 hours going to do? Like, can I wake up and do this in the morning? Is this is this really necessary after dinner or can I actually just like have a glass of water and sit back, (laughs) you know, relax? Um, I think it is really hard. As especially independents, we feel so focused and so aware that we're the ones who are pushing for our careers. And when we clock off, nobody else is pushing for Well, our fans, our friends, our family are, but not in the same way and not in an invested way. So it is hard, but I think it is so important. It really is. And something else going off of that, when you're putting so much time into all of the things that we have to do to manage ourselves... I found like when I'm so consumed by that and overwhelmed, it takes away from my flow of creativity. And during March, when I was so overwhelmed with all this stuff, I struggled to write new songs. And that was like a huge no-no for me. I was like, what? (laughs) I can't write a song right now? What is happening to me? And I think it was because I was so exhausted. So have you had that experience before being so worn out by all this stuff that when you sit down to be creative, you just can't? Oh, yeah, I definitely have. I 100%. I think it's so easy to to allow that to happen, allow yourself to become overwhelmed and overworked and run down to the point where you're you literally just have fog brain. You can't you feel like somebody's put a halt on your creativity. Um, and, and again, I think it just comes back to having grace with yourself and just letting yourself feel what you need to feel, recognizing what needs to change and then making positive changes to to make that happen, but not with putting a time scale on it, because that's the last thing you need when you're in a when you're in a fog, when you're in a, a mental block, like you can push yourself if, if you're trying to push yourself out of it and it's not working. You just need to lay off the pressure a bit and allow yourself to have the moment you need so that you can get back to what you love faster. And I think that we're just so we're so demanding right now in this age for being, you know, efficient workers and we need to release so many singles a year and I don't know, like I've been doing a lot of reflection throughout the pandemic of what I actually enjoy doing and looking at whether or not the method of how I'm approaching music is sustainable and is this something that I can continue doing as I've been doing it for the next 20 years, 30 years, 40 years? And like, honestly, the answer is no. 
looking back at how I handled music in 2018, 2019, and how much I was playing and how much money I was sinking into releasing music and not really focusing on any other areas of my life, um, change was definitely needed. So I think I think just stepping outside of yourself and allowing yourself to to breathe and be who you need to be is like the best thing you can do because you will be creative again for sure. That's a lot of great wisdom as well, having that self-reflection. And I think that we all need to take time to do that. No matter what you do in life, you have to take a step back and think like, is this really what I want to do? Am I benefit? Am I benefiting from it? Is it making me happy? And I think happiness is something that no matter how successful you get, if you're not happy doing it, then what's the point? Oh, I think that's what it all comes down to anything in life for sure. It's like, it, are you working towards something that makes you happy? And also as singer-songwriter is one of the, like, the biggest things I advocate for is always stopping what you're doing and reassessing what you want to get out of a situation. Allowing yourself to change your mind. Like if you start recording an album and you don't like the album, don't finish the album because at the end you're not going to like it. Like if you don't like what you're doing change what you're doing just because you've started doing something doesn't mean you have to finish it if it's not making you happy so like really being in tune with what you need and what you want out of the music industry is really important I did that exact thing like I recorded a whole album worth of stuff like mostly and this is when I was kind of starting and I wrote songs that were very imaginative and made up stories and not my life because at the time I was afraid to be vulnerable and I had like almost a whole album ready to go and I dropped the whole thing switched studios and started over and it was a lot it was a lot for me to do that because the time and money and all the energy into that it sucked to just be like yeah, the last year and a half is out the window. But I had to do it because I didn't connect to those songs. And if I would have released that as my debut album, that wasn't a good representation of me. So I had to. It wouldn't have been a good representation, but it also would have cost you more money for something you didn't even like. Like, I think that's what people fail to see when they're making in every aspect of their life. They start, you know, they'll get a car on on payment or whatever and they'll end up hating the car they don't like the car but instead of selling it because they've already sunk that much money into it they just keep putting the payments in because they don't want to lose money but they're going to sell the car later anyways they're just afraid to do it now because it feels like you're losing but it's not losing it isn't when you decide what you want and when you realize that you've changed your mind it is so empowering to just like you know change your course of action and and do something about it exactly yeah and I feel way happier with that decision and with my album coming out later this year with all new songs on it like I couldn't be happier and more excited and I know that if I would have released that other album that I wouldn't have been excited or happy about it so it was a decision that I had to make well, I'm super glad that you made that decision because it looks like you're really happy about it. <laughs> Honestly, it's the right it's the right thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. So now I want to talk a little bit about one of the more darker sides, I guess you can say, about being an independent artist. And that's how some people in the industry and fans of music view independent artists versus mainstream successful signed artists 
And I'm just curious to kind of kick this off with some of your perspectives. How do you see this divide in perspective that independent artists are given? Oh, I think that's a really interesting question. I think that that one could be a whole a whole hour long conversation in itself, to be honest. Um, there is there's definitely a divide, but I think that the small scenes that we see supporting independent music are so much more supportive and friendly and positive and family like they're they're more of a community i i feel than a lot of the mainstream untouchable artists if that makes sense and i'm not saying either path is better or worse than the other one but they are as you say different um and i do wish for in like circumstances that like gatekeepers at radio and in certain publications and for certain uh, online publications. I wish that the gatekeepers would create more opportunities for independent artists and newer artists specifically and uh, for more diverse artists within who they decide that they're going to champion on using their platform because I think that they do have a responsibility to do that in order to foster the music scene and have it continue flowing and working um they are very different but yeah as i said i don't think any i don't think either one is better or worse i just think that they both have they both have good things they both have bad things and i think that one of the worst things is that the access to opportunities is the access to opportunities to grow to a wider audience in a quick way are smaller for independent artists and less likely for independent artists and more expensive for independent artists. So I wish that they would open up the floodgates a bit more and uh, and actually act like tastemakers rather than gatekeepers. I completely agree with everything you said, but one of the main things you said toward the beginning was that you're finding that the independent artist community is much more supportive and family-like and that's our timer but we're gonna get going for just a few more minutes (laughs) um so yeah so you're saying that it's more family-like and I completely agree and I am so so grateful for every single person every single person that I met because of the community that I found myself in as an independent artist. The radio personalities I've met, other artists like you, and songwriters, and bloggers, podcasters, interviewers, the people who are there to support us, those are the ones that matter. And I'm not going to get mad that my song's not spinning on Top 40 radio. Who knows, one day it might be. But I'm just trying to focus on the people who do support independent artists because it's a great community of people and everybody I've connected with and built a stronger relationship with, everybody's so nice and supportive and it's it's truly incredible. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. The the community is, is amazing. It is a wonderful community to be a part of. And on that note, I think we ended on a very positive aspect of being an independent artist, even though there are challenges that we talked about. But before we go, what are some final thoughts that you like to share about the reality of being an independent artist? Uh, just honestly, I think I think the reoccurring theme throughout this has been to 
to focus on what makes you happy and do what in your heart is what you know is right. Um, and if you ever feel like you are sacrificing your integrity, listen to your gut. And, you know, like things have a funny way of coming back around. And if you feel like it's the wrong decision, it probably is the wrong decision. So, you know, like trust yourself. You've been living with yourself for however long you've been alive. Like you will know when something is not right and you'll know when it is the right decision. So don't don't try and trick yourself into thinking that something that sounds too good to be true is true when you know in your heart it's not because that's how people lose money. That's how people have their music removed from Spotify because they paid for an illegal playlisting opportunity. Like, you know, listen to your gut, focus on your happiness and have fun. That is absolutely beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with all of us. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for being on. It's been so fun and incredible to have you. So where can you share with the listeners where they can find your music and connect with you on social? Awesome. I'm super active on Twitter, probably my most active place for having like real conversations with people. If you want to see pictures of my dogs or um, live streams, you can find me on Facebook at Joey Clarkson Music and on Instagram, Joey Clarkson Music. Twitter is Joey Clarkson. I'm terrible at TikTok, but I am on there. That is Joey Clarkson Music. Um, and I'm really active on YouTube with music industry advice and tutorials. So if that's what you're into, which I think you might be because you're listening to this, um, go, go find that on YouTube. It's Joey Clarkson Music. Thank you so much, Joey. This has been the best. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. I did too. And listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Right on Track. And of course, until next time, stay, stay right, right on, on track. track.